Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hi, uh, uh, how you doing, Daniel? <laughs> hi, hi, uh, <laughs> what's going hey. on, Daniel? <laughs> Good. Uh, what's going on? Um, not much. It's hot. Yes, all, it is. I'll get out. Um, you still riding in the garage? Yeah, I am losing like five pounds a morning in That's sweat, great. and then eating it all back. Putting it on by lunch. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Uh, it's brutal out there. Uh, it's all good. Wife said I could move the bike inside, but then I risk waking up the kids, and that's no bueno. Yeah, you don't want to do that. So that's it's no bueno. in the garage, sweating it out, but it's good. Heat all training. Right. All right. Well, uh, this is podcast number two of uh, Quint on no caffeine, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, we've got an interesting question today, and I I don't know. I, I've been sitting on this one for a while. Uh, probably doesn't apply to the broad audience that we that we uh, speak to, but nonetheless, I I'm sure there are those out there that are uh, uh, in in this camp. And so, without further ado, let's go to Pedro. What do you got, Pedro? DIY. Hello, DIY money. My name is Pedro from Denver, Colorado. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for the podcast. Amazing tips. And my question for you today is, should I use debt in my favor? And how can I use debt in my favor? In my case, I have a small business as a side hustle. Really wanted it to be you know, my first income, my main income, but I don't have enough time to do it. Should I get any type of loan to buy me some time so I can focus on my business? Thank you very much, guys. All right. Great question. Sounds like Pedro's doing well in this little side hustle that he's got going on, huh? I mean, if he's looking at expanding, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. What do you, what do you, uh, what do you say to Pedro there, Daniel? Yeah. So in terms of debt, uh, you know, there's a lot of schools, of, well, not really a lot of schools of thought. There's two to three schools of thought on debt. Uh, the first one is don't have any debt ever. And if you have debt aggressively, pay it down at all costs. Um, that's one pretty popular big school of thought by a fairly popular sort of personal finance audience uh, and guru and so forth. Uh, there's also the, you know, debt is sometimes logical, especially when you're talking about business, investment, and so forth. There's a there's an element of, of leverage, so for instance, like uh, rental properties and things of that nature, uh, that you can utilize debt in a smart way, not consumer debt, not stuff like credit cards um, or high-interest personal loans, things of that nature. You know, but smart, intelligent business debt. And uh, the fact of the matter is that a lot of our businesses in the U.S. utilize debt to kind of continue to keep things running. Now, when it comes to your personal situation, Pedro, it was hard for me to precisely kind of discern what that situation looked like. But it kind of sounded like you wanted to take on a loan to kind of buy you some time margin to try to get the business off of the ground, which I may be kind of insinuating, but it sounded like maybe quit work or kind of pull back on work uh, hours, utilize kind of that loan for living expenses until hopefully the business takes off. And so uh, if if I'm right in sort of that assumption, that kind of carries with it a couple sort of layers of risk that just kind of compound the potential negative side of the debt. The first is, is that you're kind of taking on debt 
while reducing your income potentially. If you're doing that, you're just creating a pretty significant risk for yourself. Now, you could say that, you know, the business is fantastic. It's going to take off. You know, I just, if I just spend more time on it, uh, you know, it'll get where it needs to go. And I, you're probably right on that. You know your business better than we do, quite frankly. Uh, but there's always a risk that that doesn't work out. And so you want to make sure that you have an exit plan if you are going to do that. Something that you could fall back to, a way that you could create income and so forth. And if that's the case, uh, then maybe it is smart. Uh, maybe it's a calculator risk that you're doing that has some upside and so forth. I'm not going to say that debt is always, always bad in the circumstances. In fact, we talked uh, a couple episodes ago on episode 124 uh, regarding student loans and whether or not you should pay those off early. That A lot of it comes down to what's the interest rate that you're going to pay on the debt and what's the opportunity cost of having those funds available? Or in your case, what's the opportunity cost of paying the interest on that debt and then being able to focus on or grow the business and so forth? So it, if you run the numbers, it may make sense. Just understand that as you add on these layers of risk, you're basically levering up uh, that particular debt. And that carries with it uh, potentially quite a bit of risk. All right, Pedro, this question near and dear to my heart because I have a great passion for entrepreneurs. Uh, consider myself an entrepreneur. Uh, I've had many uh, failures in my life, quite a few, well, not quite a few, a few successes, uh, and have learned a lot. And so there's a couple of things that I want to impart upon you, and I'm not going to uh, answer specifically. And I, I think Daniel did a really nice job laying out the different schools of thought. Uh, but I'm going to just kind of create some brush strokes here. Tiny little circular strokes. Tiniest little strokes. Isn't that fantastic? Did you do a happy little cloud that easy? In my opinion, the two most uh, predominant reasons businesses fail um, are, number one, the business is not scalable. Now, scalability in a business it's easy to be. It's easy to describe as this: Can it make money when you are not there, or even more importantly, can it make money while you are sleeping? All right. Now the reality is is that most small businesses in the in America are not scalable, and the entrepreneur or the business owner has simply just swapped one job for another. That's not a bad thing. It's that the individual controls their own time, often working a heck of a lot longer and harder than if they did have a job, but they control their future per se. But the reality is, is that many, most businesses, uh, small businesses will never grow to the ideas that we have about being this, you know, uh, entrepreneur sitting on a beach, letting our, uh, you know, business work and make us money because it's not scalable. So I would encourage you, I don't know what your business is. You didn't allude to that. And that's fine. I would encourage you to, to learn more about uh, scalability, learn more about efficiencies and make sure that your business is in fact scalable and can, uh, and, or I should say, and is worth something significantly investing in. The second most, uh, detrimental uh, issue that small businesses face are is being undercapitalized. So you seem to be maybe facing this right now. I, we didn't, you didn't allude to what the loan was for. Um, hopefully the loan's not for a runway to pay your bills while you sort of work and hopefully it makes enough money um, to then start paying you. Uh, the reason I say hopefully is because most of the great businesses out there uh, that have grown or, or et cetera can pay you you know, pretty quickly they can support you. And, and I often tell, tell friends, you know, 
if this business is not supporting you, it's not a business, it's a hobby, and you should probably consider going to get a job. They don't like to hear that from me, but that's the reality of the situation. Now, that's brush strokes, uh, again, of why, in my opinion, just studying businesses, working with a lot of entrepreneurs, businesses struggle or fail to succeed. A, not scalable. That's what I see predominantly all the time. But B, undercapitalized. I don't have all that to say this, Pedro. I don't mean to let you down here, but I don't have a definitive answer regarding your question, but I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do, and that is in your area, you need to find a successful, I, I, and I want you to understand when I say this, successful business mentor. You need to find someone, if you don't have them already, that can help you to evaluate what you're doing and help you to understand, yes, this is a great business. This is going to be uh, an amazing opportunity. This is how you should capitalize it. This is how you should proceed, etc. Someone with vast experience, someone that has failed many times, someone that has successes. Now, this isn't the person who works necessarily not the person who works 150 hours a week. Uh, you know, you can't take five minutes to have a coffee. No, find the person that you desire to be and look to replicate the model. I, I have done this instinctively my entire life. In fact, when I first went into business for myself around 2001, I, I ventured out to a few other advisors around the country, financial advisors, to meet with them to learn about their business and weigh the pros and cons. And I will never forget the one advisor that I went to meet with in Charlottesville, Virginia, it's where UVA is, and they were a massive advisory firm at the time. I mean, it doesn't sound massive today in the, in the terms of advisory, but they had about $500 million under management. They had two partners and an office assistant. Now, in my mind, I thought when he agreed to meet with me for 10, 20 minutes that we would, uh, you know, I, I might get five to 10 minutes, be able to a ask a few questions, go into the office, it'd be helter-skelter. I mean, do the math. It's a $500 million practice. They charge 1%. They're grossing $5 million a year. Okay, so, so we know the math. I got a good understanding of what they're making. I'll never forget walking into that business. He ushered me into his office. It was just he and the office person that year because I came to learn very quickly that he and his partner share and take six months off a piece, and his partner was sailing the world for his six months. So it was just he and his office staff. I thought I would see a slew of computers, lights and whistles and dings and bells going off. Nope, didn't even have a computer up, had a couple books. We sat in his office at a couple of uh, chairs by a fireplace. It was in the winter. We proceeded to have a conversation uninterrupted for the next hour and a half. It was amazing. Right then and there, I realized this is the type of business I want to pursue. This, what he's doing right here. Now, I encourage you, Pedro, to find someone that is doing, it doesn't have to be the same business, but is doing something that you desire to see your life become and learn as much as you can from that individual. And here's the deal. If they say, you know what? Yeah, you should borrow. You should have borrowed a year ago. You should have borrowed a year ago, left your dead-end job, moved over to this business and start making millions of dollars. Then you know what? That's probably the guidance you want to take. 
So there you go, Pedro. And for anybody else looking at starting or launching or vest, investing in a business, I think finding a mentor is absolutely critical. What else you got, Daniel? Yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. I think it was uh, interesting. You, you sort of kind of meshed um, sort of scalable and passive business. Uh, business. I, I might separate those slightly. A passive business is something, you know, like um, creating an automated Amazon store that you can kind of just literally makes money in your sleep. But a scalable one would be that you don't have to continue to invest in more people, more infrastructure, more stuff um, to scale it up and so forth. So but uh, I think, you know, a lot of times those overlap significantly. And those are two important facets that you want to look at as far as business goes. Excellent. Study business. You know, watch The Profit on uh, on television and watch The Shark Tank. And, I mean, just study businesses. That's that's what I implore you to do. You're probably doing that already. All right. It was an excellent show today. Uh, again, we appreciate you tuning in. And if you are new to the show, send us a question. Podcast at DIYMoney.org. Podcast at DIYMoney.org. Hit us up on Insta, DIY.money or the DIY Tribe on Facebook. That's the DIY Tribe. All right, friends, remember, secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do it for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.